0: Hey there, welcome to the in-between. Do either of y'all really play the piano? Colson? No. You do I a little, I can right? can play at it. Play at it. Could you play the intro live one day?
1: I don't know about that. Maybe in a year or so. Maybe in
2: a okay. Give me a year. Um, I can... I Is can, that a
1: challenge? This will, this will be the second challenge that I've received from Paul this morning. <laughs> in a competitive <laughs> mood. <laughs> Yeah. It, for those of you I that Colson, are wondering, I knew Colson was going to work that into the conversation. The, the first
2: one did not go well. <laughs>
1: I no, went it totally didn't. fine. It, it could have gone so much worse. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're right, it could have gone worse. That does not mean it went well.
1: There was a varmint <laughs> out in the field. You have all your toes. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. So Paul uh, requested that I grab a, a large rock and try to dispose of the varmint. There you go and I failed. <laughs> yeah, that's you, it. You it just, the church yeah. Now. That's allowed. Failure is always an option. Yeah. It, it, I'm not <laughs> saying he's fired. I'm just saying it didn't go well. Well, I was not anticipating being it, fired until can, right now. <laughs> it, a, that never entered my I mind. I guess I should say you. it
3: this way. It went a whole lot better than I thought it would go. <laughs> it all has to do with <laughs> <the> expectations. <laughs> that's right. My, my prediction on that event was, was tanked com- compared to where it went. I was... Ecstatically happy. Yeah. So again, expectations. How do you feel about <laughs> expectations, Chris? We don't. We only have thirty minutes. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, so everybody. Was, everybody was out watching. I didn't I, I, didn't, well, I didn't realize they were coming to watch me do That's something right. ridiculous, rather than what was actually it what was I was awesome. trying to figure out. Anyway, this morning. So yeah. Never mind. I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> throw back, throw it be back. Throw it back over.
3: Be, to, I need to get Ellie to listen to it and then like say. Time her how long before she could play this? Oh yeah, yeah. as a bench. I'm, I'm going oh, like please. 15 minutes maybe before and she could like. I don't doubt it. Maybe nine, like nine, maybe like four. I really don't
2: think it'll take that long at all. Yeah, like she. This it's not a hard.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like one. It's like two notes or three notes. Go, oh, th- those make the best. I mean, <laughs>
2: simple stuff always makes the best uh, intro. It's just I agree. Getting your fingers yes. to do what Ellie's fingers can do. Yeah, is, and her brain do what it does. It takes a lot. Paul, Paul, A lot of other times. I
1: think Paul was asking because we were... Chris yeah, we're, were all playing, in here, uh, air piano. Doing the air piano this morning. Anyway, glad to be back after Snowmageddon, Snowpocalypse. Right. Yeah, whatever. it was...
2: I I, I really feel like God is taking Lent very seriously this year. He's like, no, I. you said you were going to get off Netflix, <laughs> yeah. so I'm just going to cut the power. That's right. Like, you, no. You said you were going to not have fountain drinks at restaurants and so I'll, I'll just help you out with that. We're not doing that anymore, so...
3: It's not to be <laughs> political. We actually just cut Netflix when you said that. It's like when you talked about that like 3 days ago. That's not political. We're That's like, uh, done. I'm just done. Ca- capitalist. That's exactly right. That's
2: exactly what you're supposed to be able to do. <clears throat> Can't make yep. me pay for I'm voting with <laughs> Voting with my no money. No more dollars. Um anyway, so th- this uh Sorry we missed y'all last week, but we're we're excited about um uh, getting to talk again this week and, and getting to uh, bridge the gap because uh, last week was um, or the last Sunday was really good um, and getting to talk about uh, what uh, the beginning of Daniel 12 oh my goodness my Bible has been moved um, the beginning of Daniel 12 but this next week we're actually going to take a little another little break from Daniel. Um, because those of you that don't know, the, the students are going to be nope, at disciple. No, no.
3: We're doing it. We're sticking with it. You're going to integrate? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's great. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited about it. If, okay. It works really well.
2: So the students, though, are going to be – I, I was not wrong that the students That's are right. going to be a disciple now. That is correct. Um, and they are going to be talking about uh, heroes of the faith.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul's teaching it. Paul is yeah. teaching it. Yeah, John and his team, John Strzok and his team were – Thinking about what to uh, what would be kind of a good topic of conversation when they had over overall come up with a theme for the students uh, of upstream the idea of more and more how do you equip uh, you know these this next generation to be ready to not just uh, go along with the flow uh, because now that's no it's more and more uh, not a neutral event to just kind of go along with culture or society but mm-hmm. they're going to have to be trained. To do the opposite and go the opposite way, and so that notion of upstream. And then, with more he was thinking about it, he just thought of a couple of characters and asked me uh, if I would cover Caleb, Ruth, and Andrew from the Bible. So we're going to do that.
2: Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, but you are going to
3: integrate. That's right. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna integrate. Integrate and prioritize. That's exactly right. Not um, balance. Not balance. <laughs> integrate and prioritize. Um. The those three in yeah. with Hebrews eleven, so I'm going to use Hebrews eleven actually as the text for summarizing the concept of judgment, mm-hmm. and I'm going to reference those three um, who aren't all in, are, aren't aren't all explicitly in Hebrews eleven, but and Daniel, yeah, and so we'll finish out probably finish out the book of Daniel, mm-hmm. then move into this, and and then I have a mini a mini crisis the week after that that. We'll talk about this morning. Not on the podcast. Not on the podcast. Not on the podcast. You'll find y'all
2: will y- y- find out about that later. later um, but yeah, it's uh, it's always fun when stuff like that gets to gets to work together. It does. And and the the idea of um, us looking at heroes of the faith is always a a complex one because we don't always understand. Um, fully what that what that means, I think. Um in fact the Bible has some heroes in it that were like, are they a hero? Oh yeah, lots of them. Um Samson. Almost all of them, <laughs> yeah. in fact. Well, that's that's a complicated thing, which works well with what the world is struggling with right now, or at least what our world is struggling with right now. Um but um yeah what do y'all think about that? Which the idea that that all all heroes are flawed.
3: Absolutely. I mean we could I mean other than biblical Jesus biblical ones, right, for sure. We don't we don't have ones.
2: a single hero that doesn't have a serious flaw. I mean, Daniel's the closest, we've talked about that before, yep.
3: to not us not seeing his flaw. Right. Whatever whatever his flaws were, we don't get them shown to us in living color like right. we've talked about Joseph's really the only other person in the Bible who has lots of press mm-hmm. who we don't ever see. Uh a clear Issue. We see a few that certainly we kind of sketchy, like
2: eh, the way you handled that cool. Right. Why do you want a weird. divining cup? Yep. You're, you're being pretty deceptive there with your brothers. Yep. I mean, understandably, there's a lot of baggage there,
3: but still. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. But yeah, every other one goes is somewhere between kind of the Samson on one end of being almost purely a, an unlikable, unredeemable mm-hmm. hero of our faith. mind hero of the faith and then maybe Jacob and down in that end of like oh, I don't I don't like this guy and then mm-hmm. all the way up to kind of Daniel but yeah clearly they're not meant to be presented that way but
0: that's still true and, yeah and I think that's that is probably the main thing because for years you know it really was this list was presented in 11 Hebrews 11 of all these men who have achieved faith mm-hmm. who, that they themselves have the merit of faith right that is earned and but then you get you don't even get two verses into chapter 12 um, when it is when we're commanded to look to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith, of our faith that's right. right and so that Hebrews 11 is not necessarily about the faith that these men have earned and displayed but rather the faithfulness of Jesus to perfect their faith yeah yeah
2: it's more it's more talking about the the that f- faith as as small as it is inside of us broken people is what is good yeah like we that's without faith it's impossible to please god right that's a really good thing even if you've got as small a faith as samson right
3: hero yeah god still accomplished yeah key a lot through him. them so there are gonna be arguments about stuff like that and that's very by the way that's very right now as the christian world is struggling with the fall the post-mortem fall of ravi zacharias for example yeah to go, what, is that, what does that mean? What does it mean when someone who has influenced millions for the faith turns out to have been living a double life or at least part of his life? Yeah. Like, what does that, what does that do? And numerous, uh, I mean, over the last few months, numerous Christian writers and authors and speakers, podcasters, every, everybody's had to comment in some ways on it. About, yeah. about what is that? Um, I'm working on an article about, because I've been asked, because of it, I've been asked a handful of times, should I leave the ministry? Not meaning Chris leg. Someone asking me whether they should. So someone else calling me and going, Hey, because of this sin in my past, or because of this challenge that I face or because of this temptation that I have, should I get out of the ministry? And should mm. I leave the ministry? Am I disqualified from ministry? And and they're asking humbly, not Yeah. They're going, Wow, if I I don't want this to happen, I die someday and somebody goes I don't know many people that
2: Like in, in humility, don't have like that thought of like, God can't use me. Oh yeah. Like it's not, I'm whatever. And then he starts using you even though you're broken and you're still broken and you're still going to be broken. And it's like, yeah, there's, there's just an assault on, on that right now that any, uh, the, the flaws of us is, is what points to that. We weren't telling the truth it's like no we were telling the truth about we have flaws. Right. And I think that's why it's so important in our culture to like in the culture of this church to be upfront about our flaws. Right. Even if you don't like tell everyone everything that you do, you we we make it clear that we are not perfect. Right. And we're fighting that. Like we we're trying to submit
3: to Christ today. That's actually going to be one of my main points in it is in my mind, how sad it is that, that no one knew. Yeah. That I think if, you know, I think most of us, if one of us messed up and did something that, you know, required us to be removed from ministry, that we would all have numerous men and people in our lives who would go, well, yeah, I knew about that. We, we've we talked about that. He had me praying with him about that. Like, that's not a, yeah, yeah there wouldn't be some and, total non-existent thing, And that which should, probably means why we won't ever, that's what that's, so we probably won't ever make that fall. Man, I hope not. That's right. The, God willing.
2: Yeah, I mean, welcome to the tension that is the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Um, the the unsureness of of um, a lot of things that get put up next to each other that seem to be not uh, clear but then are, in fact. Yeah. Um, because we don't know the whole story. Yep. speaking of not knowing the whole story um, there's there's some interesting parts about this uh, judgment idea that um, we were talking about just a second ago um, and I don't know how much this you're, you're gonna go into in the sermon um, but the like the there's there seems to be Paul you were talking about uh, um, Rick Warren in his church uh, he actually looks at um, the, it, he's he's focusing on the Matthew passage, right? Matthew
0: 24. Matthew 4,
3: 24. Yep, Matthew 24. 24,
0: where, where it says. he's It's where Jesus is sitting on the uh, Mount of Olives and the disciples come to him privately. Um, and they say in verse 3, tell us when these things will be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the, the end of the age. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus continues and he talks about um, a lot of where we get, uh, see that no one leads you astray, many will come and say, I'm the Christ. Um, you'll hear rumors of war. Don't be alarmed. Um, all of those kind of, uh, the famines, the earthquakes, and then this concept that we've been talking about all through Daniel, all these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Uh, mm-hmm. And and then he, he ends after he talks about the false prophets and uh, the lawlessness that'll be increased and the love of many will grow cold. Um, but to the one who endures to the end will be saved. And then verse 14, And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come.
2: And, and then the end will come. And then the end will come.
0: So all of these signs, you know, we have all these signs of, of what is the birth pains and what is the signs that are going to happen before uh, the end of the age. And apparently one of them is the gospel will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations and when that is completed then the end comes and so that's what was interesting you know years ago when i heard rick warren with his church uh, saddleback and they were trying to de- develop a, a mission strategy uh how do we how do we just come up with some kind of system to right. this um looking knowing that there's not a you know particularly all the time there's it's not like there's a clear right one way to do it and or everything else is wrong. There's lots of different strategies and that's it. And so they just had to come up with their own strategy towards this. Yeah. And even we as a smaller church, like we, we get, we get
2: given opportunities mm-hmm. all the time to engage in missions. And it's like, where do we put our, like, do we spread our, like, what is our strategy? And, mm-hmm. you know, Rebecca and, and Paul and um, a lot of uh, other people have been trying to uh, come up with that. And so I'm, I'm,
0: I mean, I applaud Rick Warren for at least trying to find a strategy. Yeah, and <laughs> you know? and, and it's a pretty good one because he's like, well, what's our main end? Why do we want to tell people about Jesus? And it's like so that the whole world knows, and then that he comes back. And then he comes back. So he put a map up and said, great, let's start mapping out all the nations, and let's just start there and start checking off the boxes. And yeah. when we get to where we have now can say we've at least gone and taken the gospel to all nations, then seems like we're in a good Good place for the Lord to return. Yeah, I when I was talking to Keith Non when he was here. Um,
2: sorry, Keith McDougal. Dougal, his wife's name is not. Wow, that was sorry, Keith. Um, Keith McDougal when he was here when I was talking to him. He was talking about how um, when we when we pray, we need to pray big. Like we need to pray big and we need to pray for a long time, um, and and things like that. Where it's like, hey, my our church is going to uh, be a part of impacting Christ returning.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Like let's pray for that. Let's uh, And that was very similar again. This is what kind of sparked it into our conversation is last week or last Sunday when uh Chris you were talking and specifically we're talking about our hope not being in the social gospel or the right. reform yeah. of injustice here on this on this planet. That Jesus is finally pleased with what we've done here and now he's coming back. Yeah, that we've gotten it you know, 98% of the way there to being heaven on earth. And then he comes right. back to say, great, I'll finish out the last two and take my throne that there, that there isn't, you know, that as a correct notion that we're the ones bringing the salvation end experience of the you right. know, the new Jerusalem because of our works accomplished here on earth. But yet it doesn't disregard our participation seemingly in it, uh, in his work. And so mm-hmm. there's still an urgency, there's still, you know, kind of a, an important task at hand. It's not that we just kind of get to, oh well, it's in God's hands. So, right, I don't have,
1: I don't have to worry about worry about it. Worry about it.
3: Yeah. Right. Here's the so when you were go ahead, you go ahead, read, done with that thought. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's what struck me about with that concept and the way that's united, and I, I had to look to find it because I know I knew it was one of those I know this is there. Where exactly is it? First Corinthians three, <clears throat> right after the place where people have said. I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos, or I, I follow Cephas. or, And Paul says, starting in 3.5, What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted. Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. So, of course, I mean, Paul always mixing metaphors, but yeah. but clearly here Thanks, we Paul, have... for making things more confusing. Than... <laughs> but I, th- I think Paul is making that clear here, and and he uses the language, the one who plants and, and waters is nothing, it, relative to the one who makes it grow. They're mm-hmm. nothing. They're not nothing. They planted and watered and as he says will be rewarded for that but in the end only god can make it grow Mm -hmm. and that's i think that's the yes our job is to go into the world and make disciples and teach and baptize and and or to mix it in to go first to jerusalem and then to judea and all the other most parts of the earth and make disciples now mixing jesus words in but but i think that's a that is our job whether it grows is his job hmm whether there's any production ends up being his job. So I think I think in the end that question so your question though was do we do we then cause Jesus to come back? Was that the
0: Right. Yeah. Are we are we the final <laughs> we vote and
3: the... when Jesus comes back? Or is it or at least we have a we have the veto power until we do this? <laughs> like if we were all like no, we don't want him to come back. So don't tell so anyone don't tell else. anybody the gospel. Just keep it quiet. Would that hold him off forever? That's that's probably <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I feel like the master's coming, and you don't have your yeah that, wick trimmed. That feels like <laughs> a bad idea. Um, which I ended in a thousand ways. Um, I mean, who but never, there's something to it. Never mind. Um, that's that's a that's a
2: thirty minute long conversation just by itself.
3: Is there? I I've always it's interesting because I've though I do think the way uh Rick Warren handled that is is intriguing. I also I've always thought of that as more of a prophetic statement than a behavioral prescription. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is going to happen, and then this will happen. It's going to happen in this order. And not, therefore, go do this so this will happen. Mm-hmm. And so, it, I can understand. But I mean, again, if you're looking for a strategy, that doesn't seem like, obviously, going to the Bible is a good choice, and that doesn't seem right. like a bad way to come at it at all. Yeah, But I, I don't think... I think, and I think, I assume Rick Warren probably would not teach it as, this isn't a command, but but the command that causes that is a command, mm-hmm. going and all that kind of stuff. Like, those are commands, and if we do those, then Matthew 24 will happen. Mm-hmm. I
2: do think for some reason, and I I think this happens with uh, with all of us, and, and so I would... Um, Maybe do maybe do just a, a small section of the thirty minute conversation that was popping into my head in that moment. Um, we get really comfortable, like Christians, the people of God, have mm-hmm. over the history of you know all things, have gotten really comfortable with things, like we just we want to get comfortable, as my mother puts it, we want to be cozy <laughs> right and and so when when we want to be cozy in this world, we, we make ourselves houses and we make ourselves lives. And we, you know, we even make a temple for God, um, so that he stays where he's supposed to stay and we stay where we're supposed to stay. And we, um, we, we do these things so that we feel comfortable and insulated and all that stuff. And we forget that we're strangers like that. This is not home. Mm-hmm. um it and it wasn't ever supposed to be home um and i, I part of that is um i've been looking at uh when, when they built the temple that you know it, don't, it it's funny when you read it god almost seems reluctant in the temple building like not only does is oh, he reluctant yeah. for david to build the temple like he doesn't want david to build the temple because he's got blood on his hands he's like i didn't ask
3: you for a house right i would say i would i don't know what a better word reluctance a good word almost like like capitulating, yeah. Like God's going, like, fine. If you and, want to build a temple, build a temple. And
2: like, I don't want to, like, I haven't done enough research on it or enough, like, reading into it, to, uh, word study on it to to really feel comfortable with, um, with it. But I I will tell you that when I read it, that's part of what I'm reading, um, and uh, that that like, what is 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 it because? And this is a question, not me. Stating anything. Is it because God was like, We're not supposed to be comfortable? You're not supposed to be comfortable here. I'm not comfortable here. Mm-hmm. Like the way that things are right now is not good, and I don't want a house in that. So, I mean, understanding that the tabernacle was God supposed to be dwelling with us, and his people were moving, like his people settled down, and the idea that David has of like, Well, we've settled down in this promised land that you have given us. I have a house in this promised land that you've given us why wouldn't you have a house like i don't i don't fault david for that at all i'm not saying whatever but it is funny to read it and and hear god's response to david cuz nathan uh the prophet is like yeah i mean god will bless you. do what do what you want do what's in your heart and then god comes back to nathan's like don't say i didn't say that mm. Um, it's, so it's, it's funny to think about that and, and to apply that to like our situation here, when we get comfortable, we get to this, like, we don't need to tell somebody about Jesus because everybody around us knows about Jesus. Cause whatever it's like, no, you're supposed to be going and telling right. that you're don't forget that you're. And so that's what I would say. <laughs> that was longer than I would wanted to go, but go it, it, I, I don't. I don't. You're right. I don't think that in that moment, with, with what Jesus said, He was giving a uh, command about what we need to do in order to get Him to come back. Um, but I do think that He gave us the command to go, and, and we forget that one because we're
3: being cozy. Right. I agree with that. Our comfort denies it. You can only get one or the other. Um. I actually was. I was looking up because we were talking about it before. I looked up the joshua project i don't i'm not recommending them or anything i just they just came up on the google search as far as (laughs) the google box gave me the joshua project so um i mean their their website looks legit i'm not being negative either they may be awesome i'm just unaware of them they said that according to them it's estimated that of the 7.75 billion people in the world 3.23 billion of them live in an unreached people group they define unreached because part of this is the the language there, the why we why we use the word people group. The language in that Matthew twenty four that's translated all nations. Yeah, Eth- it actually has ethne in it the the ethnicities. So people group may be a better way to understand that passage. Yeah, um, and uh, and they actually have two different headings because they call unengaged, unreached people group mm. as well. So so I don't I I don't. They created a heading unreached means. Largely unreached. So Mm -hmm. they use unreached to mean little or no access versus no No. access. And uh, according to them, there are 7,400 of the 17,400 unique people groups, 7,400 of them are still considered unreached by their definition, meaning little or no access to the gospel. How many are unengaged, unreached? Unengaged, unreached, 218 unengaged, unreached people groups. So out of the 17,000, only 218 are unengaged. Which means that they have no... Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, that's what, that's what they call that. No one has yet taken the responsibility to tell these 218 people groups about Jesus Christ. These 218 ethnic groups are perhaps the neediest of the needy. No church, no missionary... And no mission agency is engaged with them. Mm. That's that's and that, that's just kind of amazing in today's world. Like, we'll send them a text, but yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing they don't have these 218 are probably not uh, having texts. Yeah, they're probably not big big tech giants. Um, anyway, man, that's that's impressive. So there you go. Like, so even even by the the standard we We should not when people say there's nothing between right now and Jesus coming back depending on how you interpret that passage maybe there's maybe there is something between now and Jesus coming back remember he's being patient That's not because right. he wants not not
2: slow he's not he's not slow he's not sitting on the slowness. couch doing nothing he's being patient I mean he may be chomping at the bit yeah and I don't know if you want to <clears throat> Sorry, that might
3: have been inappropriate. Uh where's that, Second Peter? Not slow as people understand slowness? Yep. Mm-hmm. Second Peter three, nine. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness, instead he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance.
1: Hmm.
3: There you go. Yeah. So we have a we have a
2: command. We have a role to play. Just remember that you have a you're you're on mission. Be encouraged.